Hello and welcome back to Take 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. On today's episode, I should be talking all things women. And by that, I mean women in film. And specifically, we'll be looking at a bit of Greta Gerwig today uh, with a good friend of mine who's a special guest on the podcast, who who I shall introduce you to in just a moment. Uh, But first of all, if you're not following us on social media, why not? Uh, Take a look at our Instagram and Twitter feed uh, and check us out on the usual suspects. And obviously, if you've enjoyed what you've uh, heard so far, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and share us with your friends and subscribe. Right, moving on to the podcast now. So my special guest today is a good friend of mine who I've known for about four years now, I think. And we've uh, done a few projects together filming and just really got on for the majority of the time, I would say, apart from a few little bit of bits of banter here and there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I am talking about a lovely young lady who is Emily Marvin. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Hello, thank you for having me. And that's no problem. Uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you for asking. Uh, so how was, um, obviously, at the time of this, we're coming towards the end of our major lockdown scenarios. So how was, um, mm. since I last spoke to you, how was lockdown for you? Um, it's been okay. So at the moment, I'm I'm doing work within the NHS. So actually, I haven't really had much of a lockdown myself as I've still been working and um, being out and about. So it, it's not been too bad um but I do feel very much for all the people who have suffered and have lost jobs and lost loved ones and things throughout it it's it's been a it's particularly scary and uncertain time um so I'm very grateful (laughs) to be able to that's yeah you honestly it's a it's a grateful position to be in and yeah 100% as fellow creative like creatives ourselves I feel like although like obviously we've got like regular jobs to sort of lean back mm. on like for anyone who's like full on creative all the time like today this this day and age has been quite a difficult time so I mean I started this out of like well, what am I going to do with myself in between yeah. work and everything so you know I feel it's nice to have these conversations just to check off on people and um, yes. it's just have you here um so for this episode i'm going to talk to you for a little bit about mm-hmm. you and um what you do and all your stuff relating to your creative side of things uh and then we should get on to our main topic of the episode which is greta gerwig and basically anything about women in film as the title of this episode suggests um it's not a duran duran it's not a duran duran a tribute uh, <laughs> as it might seem so if there's any duran duran fans out there i'm really sorry to disappoint you it's not the podcast for you um so emily uh obviously like i said emily marvin uh you're a young aspiring creative uh so if you'd just like to tell us a little bit about yourself i gave you a little introduction just now anyway so we've known each other for four years now um through mutual friends or relations should we say (laughs) as i'm a good friend of your brothers who i went to college with and we just did short we started doing short film projects together and that's kind of where we started but can you tell us a bit more about like you and yourself and your own creative journey Okay, yeah, so I am, what am I, okay, I'm a blogger in a sense, so I talk, I, I, in that sense, I talk a lot about um, sustainability and climate change and uh, sustainable fashion and stuff, and then I'm also a photographer, um, doing a lot of street-style photography, and yeah, I also act a little bit, so um, <laughs> I... Yeah. Uh, I've been acting oh since I was about 10 I'd say 
um, starting out in more of like a musical theatre side of things, doing local performing groups and clubs um, and taking part in school plays. And then throughout the years, I've moved on to more of a um, love for film acting and screen acting. I still love theatre, of course, but um, more as of more recent years, the projects that I've done have been short films and student films. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah no that's fair enough yeah, yeah i i met you i remember you were you were very theater orientated but as it seems now you've you've gone more into the film side i'd like yeah. to say me and your brother have like sort of plagued you and sort of infected you with our love for film <laughs> uh, so i think we can we can take part responsibility for that <laughs> yeah 100 percent um, Oh, 100%. Uh, and honestly, um, so it's just a great, it's, a, you know, really when the work's done and, you know, it's a lot of hard work going goes into a film, really. Mm. Uh, for those of you, anyone who's listening right now who is only just getting into filmmaking or is just into film watching, um, a lot goes into these films, even the small, tiny ones, which you might see some of us pop up in every now and again. Uh, but yeah, like you say, you're, you've started to go into more film-based stuff and also mm. you're still looking for like bits and pieces to flood your showreel with, I'm guessing, now these days, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, right now it's particularly hard to do much in that sense. And it's, a well, I'm not saying a blessing the curse, but I'm lucky in the sense that I can do it at my own pace and that I can just do some film projects for the fun of it more than the worry that oh I need to pay rent or I need to yeah. get my career going at the moment so I'm I'm very lucky in that sense but yeah at the moment it's a lot of small acting jobs because any proper job that I had before was all theatre based so now I'm like oh I need more film things to <laughs> bulk out my cv a little bit and hopefully get more experience in um but yeah at least yeah. i can enjoy it on the way which is nice no exactly i mean I, I completely agree with you on that and i'm not even on on the acting side anymore mm. uh, but i would say so where would you so would you obviously you said that you had a love of acting uh so theater-based stuff for a while since the age of 10 uh would you say that like i don't know like you say is it just been a natural progression to include film in your like roster of things that you want to do or is it just like circumstantial shall we say in a way um i really don't know i i always up until i mean even maybe five years ago i always thought i was just going to go straight into musical theater and do um like tours or maybe be on the west end <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean we all have those dreams don't one we? can so dream you... of course um yeah big dreams dream it all <laughs> and then i think i've always been interested in films like i've always loved watching films and i've always had an interest in them in some sense but i just never thought to pursue that side of things and then i once i did um uh, Saturday performing art school um, classes and there was film and TV included into that. that at that point I was like oh actually this is a really new way of acting and I think at that point I just it was something I wanted to explore a little bit more because it is just so different from theatre and musical theatre in particular and yeah. from that I've come to learn a lot more about it and learn a new sort of love for that and um I think that's where that sort of 
uh, desire to then kind of go into filming a little bit more is yeah. come from because it, it's just new. Yeah, it's funny you should mention actually the the Saturday morning classes because um, it's kind of very strange because we we didn't go we went to the same sort of academy so we say um, mm. we never went to the same one we never we didn't meet each other until like later on until like I said until my college days um, yeah. and we got in to do a bit of acting for a short film that we did um, but we both experienced this I think I had the sim- very similar experience actually because I always wanted to do stage acting as well but then I mm. went into like through dips and dabs of like what to do. And a um, little shout out to the Pauline Quirk Academy out there for anyone <laughs> listening. Uh, I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast with my co-teacher, Jason, who was on a couple of episodes ago. Um, and we honestly, it's it was really, it was not just a, it's not just a place for confidence boosting, but I would say it definitely brought me out of my shell. I know like for you and me, we've been converted into film people. So mm. I feel we can, we owe, we owe them that much, but also just the general love of film, which I shall get back to in the end of the podcast I shall ask you the most hated question which I know I get asked all the time when I tell people I'm a film student or just someone interested in film what's your favorite film Uh, (laughs) the worst question ever that you could ask Um, but on it yeah so is there any have you got anything obviously I know with the pandemic and everything things are a bit stop start but have you got anything on the horizon anything you can share with us right now um I mean you and I have both started planning a little project for hopefully whenever we can get yes. a, the right amount of people together and um, yeah. make it all safe and uh, yeah. legal as well. <laughs> yes, safe and legal, kids. We are not going to get arrested. Just for no. the, I, mean, I mean, it'd be something to put in the in the biography and in the, in the in the autobiography in the life story. Like, oh, do you know what, kids? Once I got arrested for making a short film, yeah. <laughs> even because of the content. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Yeah, me and Emily are working on something very soon. So podcasters and filmmakers alike, if you want to keep your tabs on my social medias and Emily's, who I will link in all the various posts that I do once this goes up, uh, if you keep an eye on our little social medias, we'll be posting stuff about that, hopefully when everything's all back to some sort of safe normality and we get back to something. Uh, but yes, that's a very, I, I want to say something, but at the same time, I don't, because it's really exciting. I want to keep it under wraps. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's nice to keep it all quiet then. Yeah, no, it's honestly, and I'm, it, it's the joy of keeping it secret and then revealing it, like peeling a yeah. banana. <laughs> like, peeling a banana. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a weird analogy. I don't know why that comes from. Peel you the just banana love bananas. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to make a terrible joke once this goes out now. Yeah. I bet your, your brother's going to make a very bad. Like Ollie, if you're if you're listening, stop making jokes. <laughs> Talking to you, Mister, uh, or anyone else that's listening for that matter. Uh, but anyway, back to obviously, like you say, fashion blogger, aspiring actress. You do lots of campaigning on your social medias. Obviously, guys, mm-hmm. if you're into your sustainability and all your fashion-based stuff, and also street photography, like she says. Um, Follow her on her Instagram. She's got some great content going out there. I'll say that now. A little plug for you there. Hello, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, but what I will say now, so obviously that's very exciting. Fingers crossed we can get our careers back into ignition at some point. Mm. And uh, I look forward to working with you and meeting, because obviously the recording of this, I'm talking to you over a speaker now. and. Yeah can't actually see you so I like I look forward to the day I can see you again I mean I saw you not long ago but it was a bit in more in the during the weird times so yeah (laughs) no so I I I look forward to the films and guys uh you heard it here first uh so 
moving on to the main topic of our episode is uh, I had a chat with you before we came on, actually. Mm. And it was like, oh, I asked our, if anybody's watching Take 97 Instagram, uh, what directors should we talk about on the podcast? And um, one that came up and it was mentioned a few times and I was thinking about it uh, is the late, young lady Greta Gerwig. Uh, would you like to tell us about why she's your fa- one of your favourite directors uh, of this day and age these days? Um, yeah, so she well, she was an actor before she started directing. Yeah, she was. Um, which I always find really interesting in directions. And I'm, I'm, to be honest, I've never really taken too much interest into directors. I've always been more interested in the actors when it comes to films. Mm. Um, but then when I um, watched Little Women and I sort of mm. got into this loop of reading about Greta Gerwig and her work and then I watched Lady Bird as well so I did it sort of the opposite way around to when she actually produced her films but um, uh, yeah I watched both those and then I think it was just her how she works and the standard that she's made her work she makes everything very real and obtainable and relatable especially for women and I mean in life she talks so much about women and women in film in particular and how important that is and how needed that is at the moment and I just find that um both important and inspiring I think as a woman in the creative industry in many different forms um Mm. it's good to see women in those sort of top more top positions and more powerful uh, parts of filmmaking especially and making films for women as well it's it's um very much overdue and I'm glad that she's got the recognition that she has because yeah she's a very talented yeah. lady <laughs> yeah she is indeed and uh, you know I like you say she started off as an actress uh herself um I actually did I did a bit of research because I know only so much about Gre- Greta Gerwig um at first it was admittedly only my my love of ladybird mm. and obviously i knew of little women um and i've seen her pop up here and there in a few films of re- within like the past 5 years or so um but to begin with i actually found out that she was in a film uh her first direct well it's not a directorial debut because she co-directed it a very low budget film by all accounts it's called nights and weekends yeah. uh, released in 2008 uh, in which she co-directed it with Joe Swanberg, who also both of them starred in the film as well, and they produced it. Uh, so obviously very, you know, very on the cheap in terms of who they got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that, that was to incorporate their creative control, I would assume. And also probably just because they wanted to see if they could make a name for themselves. I'm not too familiar with that film. So if anybody's actually watched the film, I think I'm going to watch it after this, actually, um, see if I can find it. But if anybody does know the film, let me know what you think uh, and mm. see what, what it's all about. Because, I mean, I know I've read a brief synopsis of it. It's about um, dealing with a long distance relationship and the aftermath of it. Yeah. Um, that's the basics that I know of it. Uh, and obviously she's popped up in several other films. She's done, um, she was a bit of, did a bit of voice acting uh, for the Wes Anderson film, uh, Isle of Dogs. Uh, in, she played the character Tracy. Um, and she's in that, I believe, I think if I remember rightly, that's the school, the, the school girl. The, it's funny, actually, you mentioned, you know, she's a real activist for, uh, for like change and stuff. Mm. Uh, 
and women in film. And I'm pretty sure she's the, if I remember off the top of my head, she's the activist character uh, <laughs> who, in at the heart of our human character that is in Isle of Dogs. Um, if I'm wrong, I do apologise, Isle of Dogs fans. I'm really sorry. I think sorry. you're right. I I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm right. Oh, well. Well, I, I just got crucified by the Wes Anderson. Um, yeah. Uh, of, like, the internet. It's like, how dare you insult my lovely Wes Anderson? <laughs> fine I, I did my research at some point uh but no she's a very she's a very witty i i, I personally found, i don't know about you obviously because you like her and you've really invested in her as like a young woman who's looking to mm-hmm. like go places the same places as she has um but you know i think she's a very witty very witty very honest and true character shall we say like not, she's not putting on a facade as such but she's very like her persona is so very out there and on the surface and you really get what you're given if that makes sense would you kind of agree with that yeah definitely I think a lot of her acting roles have always been quite comedic I'd say and Mm. um as you were saying um the film that she co-directed and also starred in so she did I can't remember what the group was called but it was her and a collection of friends who would always like create mini films per se and they'd Mm. Um, they never she she specified that they never really wrote them they sketched them out and then the, all the dialogue <laughs> would sort of be improvised as they were doing it all and um, see, yeah uh, yeah they always said that if you weren't in front of the camera you were holding it or you were holding a mic or you were doing something else though actually everyone had a role in a different way and everyone was doing a bit of everything um, yeah and I think that's definitely reflected now onto her writing and directing work as well because as you said I think the fact that they didn't write anything meant that they really just had to go off their own emotions and it was all very raw and real even when it was quite comedic so yeah I and I agree feel, yeah and I feel I feel um because you mentioned all that I with the sketches and everything I you can see where she gets like the style of certain mm. scenes in um in ladybird which for me out of the two no, no offense little women but ladybird is my personal favorite i do love <laughs> it i will say it to the end of time um not i have other films that my preference for like teen based coming of age dramas mm. but i think brett gerwig i think ladybird is pretty damn good um but yeah when you say about the sketches and so forth like i think the scenes in which um like the school productions that are put on you can Im- I can imagine now actually with the framework of like her old like her like beginnings then shall we say into filmmaking with her friends mm-hmm. I feel that really directly links in to the scenes like the school productions that are put on in Lady Bird that seem so so weird and random but also quite honest and real and very truthful and yeah. you can imagine that like because obviously there's no real dialogue in any of uh, any of like the workshop scenes so like the scenes where they're rehearsing for the plays then rather than the actual plays themselves um where they're p- putting to the cast together and thinking of what to do and like like there's no real set dialogue but they also they have that really strange like true it's almost like documentary like in the way that the camera watches them but at the same time it's got that nice Obviously, it's not documentary-like. I mean, some documentaries look pretty, but this one has got, like, a super awesome flair in terms of the, the colour palette and everything like that, which, to me, is just gorgeous. I just love that. I, it's one of my favourite... Like, Lady Bird is one of my favourite films in terms of its visuals. Like, there are so many films that hit it visually, but this one is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
would you like to counter my argument with your because uh, i know you love little women more so because that's the one that got you into all this but would you like to say is there any sort of things that stand out for you in little women uh, as opposed to ladybird or um well i'll um quickly add on to your ladybird talk about like the visuals of everything because oh yeah no um, go for it i was i read an interview with her and a lot of the feedback from ladybird was everyone just thought it was um Greta Gerwig's life essentially in a movie because she yeah. grew up in Sacramento she went to a little girls catholic school um mm-hmm. so everyone thought it was based off that and she I, I know she said that it definitely had a lot of connotations with it but it wasn't exactly the same and things and I think that's really interesting and um she also said about the visuals that although it was shot on digital she wanted to make sure it resembled 2002 so there was like a specific filter that tried to give it that kind of more old school style feel and in the color palette they used a lot of blues and greens and um natural tones and it's really interesting how she's so fine tuned every single thing um to give you that very nostalgic feeling and it just does make it so obtainable and tangible and you kind of well, I, I was quite young in 2002, but yes. it does just so... give you that old school feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Little Women, okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't know whether it's just because I, I am a lover of a old film sort of style, but mm. I think for me it is bringing back the a real true classic. But yeah. she's really picked out all the parts that um, have connotations with modern life now for a woman. And she took every single part of Little Women from Louisa May Alcott's writing, whether it was journals, from her books, from her letters and things like that. So it's all from Louisa, but she's just picked it out so well that it's, it's an old style film but it's mm. so relatable to yeah, a modern, a modern day woman now, which yeah. I, I think is a massive amount of talent because mm. obviously when you, you look back to the 1800s, it, it was very, a very, very different time for women. And mm. um, to kind of create that resemblance is really interesting it gives you kind of a weird feeling because yeah no i get that it's um i i feel because they changed i uh, if i remember rightly because obviously i you can tell i've watched lady bird more than little women mm. but i'm but they they changed did they ch- he, she changed the ending didn't she ever so slightly i think yeah you know, so compared to like the because obviously there's been a film a uh, couple of adaptations but mm. like one major one I think it was the 1990s, I want to say. Um, mm. There was major before this one. And obviously, I think that ending was more true to the, how the book ended. But I, yeah, I know, obviously, when you talk about her modernizing, well, not modernizing, but like adding that extra bit of connotation for a modern audience, um, they did. So she tweaked the ending ever so slightly. And it so it struck a nice balance, I feel. Yeah, I, I think. So I think the bit you're talking about is the fact that she doesn't, get married in the end because there was this big thing about um louisa being told that 
if the main character at the end of the book is not married, then they're not going to buy the book and things. Because obviously that was yes. a very large responsibility for women back in those days that the woman's role was to get married, to have children, to serve the husband, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, a lot of the time um, um, that has kind of been the ending. But um, Greta Gerwig did specify that she didn't want Joe to be married by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know whether it was just to give her a little bit of justice because yeah, that's not what she wanted. She wanted to have a successful career and things, which it was very, very out there for <laughs> those sort of times. Um, yeah, exactly. But again, has that sort of more well, it, it is more relatable for someone, a woman of this um, age, mm. and. Yeah, it's it's a very small detail, but I think it was it it's very important yeah. and was very fitting for a Greta Gerwig piece as well. Yeah, small detail speaks massive, uh, massive mm. in and you know I feel that's where she that's where in my uh, I think you might agree with me on this where her like skill lies is the um like the attention to the small details. Yeah. But the small that speak volumes so like the little looks and and it, it really translates through like whoever she gets on board for her director of photography so to do all her cinematography um so to, to shoot everything with her like um on it like because like i said i love ladybird's visuals uh, but equally i would say the same attention to detail and the way everything is composed and done in little women is just as you know just as rich and filled with you know everything to the brim and each of the like frames that you see throughout the entire film it's just it's filled with it and i'm not just talking about like the detail of like the production design or you know mm. like the costume design because you know for little women as a period piece that's you know a standard thing mm. um but like and because ladybird's a modern te- well i say modern 2002 but like yeah. modern by comparison it's a lot more there's still just as much um detail in all of the things i actually uh literally last night because I, I i love the film i know it so well but I, I i do it every now and again i watched the film with the audio commentary with the director of photography and um greta gerwig talking mm. on on the audio commentary and i just love some of the little nuggets of information that is like do, like commentaries on like blu-ray dvd tracks like so i'm a fan of the homeschool old school media uh yeah. i, I listening to those and I, I don't know about you whether you've listened to any audio commentaries on any films in general not just greg gerwig um but they're really they really do give some insight into the filmmaking like everything that they're thinking and also i quite like it's a bit like when we talk like this we talk about things in a nice chilled relaxed manner and in a little booth or bedroom wherever you are <laughs> talking to your mic uh it's just i feel that that nice relaxed small atmosphere it really really sort of helps amplify the experience it's not an experience i'd encourage everyone to do you know sit in a dark room with a tiny screen and watch the film watch it on a big (laughs) screen if you can uh but i do feel the commentaries are really exposing in terms of the details and stuff like the colors of the, the the like all the scenes in terms of like i think it's the pool scene in ladybird when um timothy chalamet's um kyle and uh, him and ladybirds they're sat by the pool at his house party his house party that he neglects to really enjoy as much he's just sat outside on his own 
like a little loner that he is uh, <laughs> with his little conspiracy theories and he's just you know chilling by himself and they're, yeah. they're by the pool and it's a really nice scene apparently they had like loads of like like glow sticks or something as well as like there were there were lights in the pool anyway but there was loads of like bluish like colored glow stick lights uh to really amplify that blue and it's the blue that you mentioned earlier from like the color palette of Lady mm. Bird. it really really adds a crispness to it I, I don't know what what's your sort of opinion on sort of like the details that she brings out in terms of her technique as a filmmaker yeah she i, I don't know again because i've never really put too much attention into directors it's just Greta Gerwig for some reason has caught my attention but she just does have such attention for detail and everything has a purpose and both films I feel the films that you should watch a, at least a couple of times to really see all the details and I know especially with Little Women it's very poetic and it you could almost listen to the film you wouldn't even need to watch it and you could get a feel for what was going on she she I actually watched a like a I think it was a behind the scenes video and she was saying how everything was in a rhythm and she could know if a scene was correct just by how it sounded rather than how it looked and I think that that's a really interesting detail that she adds as well um because again it's just not something you as a watcher would think of and i never really watch um like the audio commentary like you said but i watch a lot of um behind the scenes sort of interviews and things like that Um, (laughs) but maybe it is something i should try and do because that does sound interesting I mean, not 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 to push you or like tell you what to do or anything, but like I, I highly recommend as a Greta Gerwig, you know, as as since you love yeah. her, like the work in itself. <laughs> I feel like look into the behind, like the little seep, uh, seeping behind the behind the celluloid or digital in this case. But um, <laughs> it's honestly, it's really insightful. I really encourage you to listen mm. to that. Um, but, and anyone actually, anyone who's really if you love a director or their work, I highly recommend you listen to the audio commentary. It's my like highlight. And little thing there, you won't get that on Netflix. There's my little fight for the physical media. <laughs> uh, get yeah, that's very true. Exclusively. Was it? Was it? Speaking of physical media and stuff like that, and generally, um, obviously, um, you're a woman hmm. looking to get into the industry, and you know, looking into this man's world, as it were. Um, and we still need to go a lot further in terms of that conversation and opening up things for more equality what do you sort of feel in terms of like the like sort of the debate between like you know do do you think that like this idea that cinema is uh, like the traditional cinema then and maybe in some cases home physical media but mostly like the idea of going to a cinema do you think it's dying off and streaming's going to take over or do you think that's just an imposed I'm going to spit you with an angle here, like an imposed view by the man, as it were, or what's your opinion on that? Oh, um, it's really hard to tell. I I personally still love going to the cinema and um, I think it's just a whole other experience. It's a little bit expensive, but it's fine. <laughs> yes, there um, are some prices that are a little bit... <laughs> but yeah, continue. And I will confess that I do tend to just fall into the the Netflix um, sort of hype and things because 
it is is the convenience and I guess as well it is the accessibility like yeah, it does streaming services does make cinema more accessible to a lot of people um but I wouldn't necessarily say cinema and more physical media is dying I think maybe DVDs is a little bit yeah of a question mark <laughs> I think that maybe something is something that um is not dying but it, it's not as popular as it once was but yeah. then you have digital downloads which I guess is just the equivalent mm. um and I think as a woman I, I it's not something I've necessarily thought would impact other women but it, in the sense of directors especially and filmmakers yeah. it's definitely something that would affect people trying to cut, get into well actually saying that okay i have two points so yeah it would it would be impactful for women and people trying to make films to kind of get their foot in the door and get that put their stuff out there particularly more independent smaller cinemas Mm. um which ha- now covid's a thing is a whole other it's a whole other back- yeah yeah. Um, yeah but on the other side of things it's almost never been easier for someone to make a film and put it out there because you've got youtube and other platforms which make it so easy just to put your name out there and also yeah. you've got a phone in your hand with that usually has a camera not everyone has that privilege but no but um, most do. yeah and it, it's it is quite accessible now which it, it all has its blessings and its curses i i still love more traditional physical media and cinema but i can understand why it might be moving to more of a online and streaming world and I guess it's sort of like um, videotapes and stuff. Like we still have old videotapes and oh yeah, love a bit. (laughs) It's a lovely, yeah. But I guess in like music, it's like vinyls that that kind Mm. of drifted out periodically, and now they're back. Yeah, I pick up on that point. I'm waiting for the day that someone's going to say, right, we're going to release a brand new film. It's not going to be on Blu-ray. It's not going to be even on DVD. It's not going to go on streaming. It's going to be on a videotape. I will say it's highly unlikely because um, I think video recorders like probably like really hard to come by these days unless you go on mm. eBay or something. Or if you've got one that's been maintained for so long. But I am genuinely waiting for the day that someone is a marketing ploy just to try it and wait for someone to go, right, we're going to ex- release an exclusive film on VHS or, or even Betamax. <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah. for the band. Oh God, that would that would be very strange. Um, but slightly uh, back to our topic of Greta Gerwig. Um, mm. Obviously, I've mentioned I love Lady Bird. I could go on and on and on. How much <laughs> I it's, it's my it's like the female filmmaker version of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Because again, that's my yeah. I love I love that film. Uh, again, I've said this on the podcast. Whether it's just some sort of sad tendency that I love the coming of age stuff, or whether it's just because I don't know. It's a genuine interest. I mean, it, they do interest me. It's it's not... They're filled with, like, emotions that I may have felt at some point. I don't know about mm. you, but, like, especially for, like, Lady Bird, because it's about a, a young woman. I, I I don't know. It Does it really... Do you feel like those kind of films 
have a resonance with you as a person like or, or even little women as well even though it's 18th century um <laughs> the 1800s sorry but like do you feel that they, that because they've got a female lead and this is on to my main point do you think because a film has a female lead that it leads you to like i don't know explore how you feel about the world that you're in and where you're going in it yeah so uh okay let's start with labor so that film definitely made me uh, reflect on my teenage years because although it is a coming of age film and i wouldn't say it's free of cliches it's definitely got, got cliches but done very well um it's just got it, it almost it's weird watching a film like that and then relating to it so much you, you almost feel like you're just watching your teenage years fold out in mm. front of you um yeah, I get... in the sense of relationships with parents and people at school and the popularity of and cliques, cliques and groups at school and things like that and you're reflecting back on yourself and you see yourself in the film and definitely as a woman that's a very new feeling for cinema because a lot of the time coming of age films for women either there'll be as much as I do love Perks Being a Wolfart there'll be quite mysterious girls who yeah, you, no, you want to you almost would love to have been in your teenage years rather than who you actually were whereas Ladybird yeah. is just so raw and real and you're like oh yeah very, that's me <laughs> yeah and very down to earth and very with it I, I just love like it sounds really weird from a guy's point of view I don't know about you but like <laughs> there's the scenes where like she's in like the bathroom it's the bar I feel this uh, this is gonna go somewhere I promise but like the bathroom scenes where she like particularly the scenes where she's like she shares them with her mum um the brilliant Laurie Metcalf um mm. who plays her mother uh, I feel the scenes between them like you say that whole relationship with parents that I that topic and that whole like all the scenarios involved in that I feel those are probably the best scenes I would say just, uh, just as much as any of the like as you say cliche coming of age sort of stuff I feel those are the true essence of what Greta Gerwig stands for and what I feel female cinema and women in film should look like but also you know it's not the only route but what it really stands for yeah 100% and I mean I I can't uh relate as a mum or a older woman but I can imagine that the film did reach a whole other generation of women as well who have been mums and who have been teenagers and had any sort of relationship with their mum or guardian of that or person in that sort of position and it I I know for me especially it, it makes you think oh maybe I should apologize for my mum for being an angsty <laughs> teenager and things um but it's yeah it's interesting because I feel like Lady Bird although she's the main character in her life she obviously feels like a a, a side character but then at the same time all the side characters and supporting roles in the film have been given such detail as well that you just find pieces of them in pieces of yourself in every single one of them. And it's just such an interesting way that she's done it. And yeah, it's definitely a very, very relatable film for young women, especially. Um, Little Women is still very relatable, as as we've said, that she brought a lot of modernism 
into a period drama which um kind of throws you off the edge because you're like oh yeah i do relate to this but i probably shouldn't because it's a period drama but yeah um she put so much detail into each of the sisters like meg who still wanted to get married and have quite a traditional route but she had all these sort of underlying feelings that came out and then amy who has always been portrayed as sort of the not the baddie ascent but um the more disliked character and then you sort of get to see a bit of her real emotions and and you sympathize with her a little bit and again it's one of those things where you're just picking out bits of yourself from every single character um and it's it's more relatable in a sort of uh aspirational sense of how all their dreams and career goals and life goals are so yeah, passionate and, and raw. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And, no, it's fine. And, and it's a brilliant film. And it's got a brilliant cast as well. I was just looking over my notes. Um, it's got the brilliant. Obviously, it's got Sasha Ronan in it, who's in Lady Bird, um, who I love. She's brilliant. Mm. Uh, and lots of uh, on Chesil. It's not a Greta Gerwig film, but on Chesil Beach, that's another the, the gorgeous film. I think she does a great job in that and in most of the things that she's in. She's uh, amazing. Yeah really is uh, and emma watson obviously uh is from harry potter fame uh laura dern who if you're a david lynch fan you should know who laura dern is uh, uh meryl streep miss mamma mia or whatever you want to put her in, she's in <laughs> quite frankly amazing or or even if you just know her from that that gif of her clapping at the oscars um <laughs> going, yeah. oh she's so memeable it's brilliant i love she's meryl great streep. lovely woman and um I sound really horrible, but also Timothy Chalamet, who appears in both Lady Bird and uh, Little Women. Mm. I have a love-hate relationship. Well, not love, because it's a bit, well, like, it's an interest that, like, one side, yeah, one side, no, with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He suits being the moody teenager with conspiracy theories and stuff in Lady Bird, which I mm. also, fun fact, I, I was listening to the, when I listened to the, like, read some interviews and stuff with Greta Gerwig, uh, people always apparently came up to her and said, oh, you're more like Kyle than you are, um, so Timothy Chalamet, than you are Sasha Ronan's character. Um, oh. <laughs> and appara- apparently, yeah, she thinks that is that is quite the case, actually. Although a lot of the things are based, at, like, that happened to Lady Bird are based around, like, things that happened to her, kind of. A lot of, like, the way, like, conspiracy, well, not conspiracy theories fully, but like, all that sort of things and, like, the like the way the world is happening. I think it's, like, the bit about mobile phones tracking yeah. you and stuff. That's a belief that I think she had as well. Um, but yeah, Timothy Chalamet, he's going to be in the latest little bit of news as well, like film-related news. He's going to be in, what is it, the new June version of June? Yeah. And I, I don't know, it looks like you popped Kyle out from Lady Bird and just put him in sci-fi clothes. I, I don't know, I'm going to have to wait and see what I think of that. He's kind of, <laughs> I have an intro. I mean, what do you think of him? He's like, I feel he's he's kind of really, well, because was he also in... Um, it call me by your name or is that or is yeah, that another call me by your name yeah yeah um, well, well... i i don't know so hmm i yeah i first watched him in little women but yeah. i'd heard of him because he'd been such a internet um yeah yeah love interest of most people <laughs> it's the hair let's just put it out there it's the hair guys because literally apparently Greta Gerwig actually that's another thing as well apparently she was like grow your hair and uh, 
apparently that you know she's claiming all the rights from this hair now uh, <laughs> like you know um, that's why you're internet famous because i told you to grow your hair out <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah i i do like him as an actor i think he he's very uh versatile and yeah. i can imagine he's someone who will explore different texts and dialogue yeah and just take them into the most random of places just to see if they'll yeah. work and things which i i always like in actors and yeah um like in little woman and in ladybird he he was yeah perfect for both roles um, yeah i say so i think he suits both the roles in those films mm. but like yeah i'm waiting to see what he does in june so because obviously there's nothing he... to compare with because david lynch's june is a little bit of a flop so can't <laughs> wait to see uh, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be very interested in that because he's also in the is it Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch? Yes, oh. he is. Yes, oh, that's I'm not sure when that's coming out, but I think it's looking to be next year. I think, but God, that looks good. Can't yeah, wait for that. I'm excited it's for that like one. Grand Budapest Hotel too, but mm. not Grand Budapest Hotel too <laughs> in terms of the quirky aspect ratio flipping, and obviously the cast, like you said, like it's got a great cast. It's so oh, looks yeah. Cannot wait for that. Um, yeah, I I do like him. I think it, initially I I sort of um, went through ways of liking him and disliking him, but yeah. I think as an actor, he's yeah really good and very mouldable, which is always good. And yeah, yeah and Little Women, he was um, just perfect as Laurie. Oh yes, Definitely. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, so we're going to come to the end of the podcast now. But oh, yeah. before we leave, uh, so first of all, thank you for coming on. It's been really nice just to sit and chat with you. It's been really nice. Uh, all bad puns, jokes, and everything else inside in between. That's what we're all about on the podcast. Um, <laughs> there's probably somebody out there going, "Why is he still talking?" Just keep going. <laughs> we're, we're we're seventeen episodes in. We're going to make it. Um, last little few bits of well not admin but little bits of uh for you before we leave mm. uh what is your so obviously you mentioned the french dispatch the wes anderson film but is there any other films that are hopefully coming out sometime in the near future that you're looking forward to or oh um it's hard to tell though because so many films have sort of been stopped and started because of covid yeah. you can name um... one give us one i can't remember the name of it now there's a film that um Florence Pugh's cast in I think it's an Olivia Wilde film I want to say and oh, Harry yeah. Styles has also just been cast in it as well uh, I know the one you mean uh podcast fans if you can remember what this film is please let us know <laughs> but, <laughs> um I know the one you mean um, I think Olivia it's just because yeah, yeah the cast is so good that I'm excited for that one yeah we're more hyped about the cast than the film yeah the film's yeah. fun. <laughs> But, you know, we just want to see them all lined up in an Avengers-like lineup. It would be great. Uh, no, but yeah, I do feel like yeah, that's going to be a good one. Olivia Wilde, actually, is another director I'd recommend as well. Booksmart is a brilliant film. That's yeah. that's something. If you haven't watched that, Emily, I think you'd like that. Because you, if you okay. like stuff, that's great. It's coming of age, but it's also very honest. So it's mm. got Lady vibes, but not exactly the same. So okay. I think you watch it. But it's a bit more modern, I would say. Less... Less sort of nostalgic for 2002, but definitely a good yeah. one, guy. You to watch. Um, so you're looking forward to that film. I'm I'm also looking forward to the French Dispatch, as we as you mentioned that mm. film, uh, and so many more. Um, I saw the trailer for Black Widow the other day, actually, when I went to the cinema. That looks yes, that does look good. 
that's got Florence Pugh in it, I think, if I remember yes, right. Yes, she's yes. the Russian one. I can't remember the name, but yeah. 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 No, it looks so good. And it's got David Harbour from Stranger Things. Like, oh, we need more Hopper in our lives, guys. And this yeah. is what we're getting. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, but yeah, thank you, Emily, for coming on to the podcast. Of course. I think we've made this into a bumper episode because it's it's gone a bit longer than I usually go on for, I think, oh, if yeah. my time but it's like, it's great. We like to enjoy a bit of chit-chat here and there. <laughs> um, I'd love to get you back on again just to talk about anything, really, because, you know, I love a good chinwag. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so obviously looking forward to what you produce in the future. Um, if you guys want to follow Emily on her social medias, do you want to give a quick shout-out to your social medias? Yeah, I have too many social medias, so... Who are your main ones? <laughs> uh, my, yeah, so my main one, I, I'll put is my emily becker one because that's just got a bit of everything um yeah that's the same for both twitter and instagram yeah that's very good and <laughs> uh and i'll be sure to link that in obviously any of our posts and stuff like that uh but for now that's been really really great talking to you emily so thank you thank very you. much that's a wrap on this episode of take 97 the I don't know. I, I was going to be a female filmmaker episode, but we've talked about pretty much everything. So, you know, <laughs> hope you guys have enjoyed our little chit chat. And uh, and Emily, I hope to see you soon and get you back on the podcast as well. So thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, so, yeah, wrap on Take 97, the Girls on Film episode uh, with Emily Marvin. And I'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.